you to go out of town, the stupid young one or the married one? The married one. That's what me thought. Don't go, you hear me? Hmm. And you know what? You're not listening to me because I see you going. <laughs> I see you going. I'm just telling you, I'm trying to help you to avoid the heartache. Don't go blindly through life. Let me use the power of the tarot to show you the way. Call me now for your free reading. Call 1-800-355-3765. Dear Ann Landis, my husband Dear and I are in shock. I'm extremely upset. Dear Ann Landis, my son got married in Dear Ann Landis, I'm very happy to hear that. My wife is working out of single woman here at She thinks way too much of her. She had to get married. Dear Pod. What is with that like weird rogue eyelash that's like Carol Channing? When we bring, it's almost like she. We bring her to a place to get groomed, and for some reason, it's called Doge. And you've seen, I've posted the pictures. They dress her up like a two-bit whore. When we pick her up, she's got like rouge. She had some sort of elaborate collar on the other day, like Elizabethan. They they really tarted her up. They put her in a glitter bow. Thank God that they don't do uh, funeral homes. Like, why does my mother look like she gives <laughs> blowjobs on Ninth Avenue? Why does my mother look like she should be performing lovely ladies? <laughs> Is my mom in Moulin Rouge and I didn't know it? Uh, I don't understand. She never wore fake lashes in life, and now she's got tops and bottoms? She was flat-chested. I don't know why she looks like Dolly Parton. She hates a middle part. What did you do to her? <laughs> like... Black lipstick. If everybody who ever did the Kardashians makeup just made the transition to funeral homes during this time. It's the same thing. If work is tight, why not? Yeah. You're just shellacking. You're spraying and layering things on. Correct. Yes. For some reason, they don't cut her lashes. And they they flare them out. I don't know how they do it. I don't know if it's just that they don't want to get close to her face with, with the clippers. She's never had long lashes before. She does not. Maybe... Has they, have they been putting Latisse in her water? It's so strengthening, but yet it makes her a little bit edgy because that's one of the side effects of Latisse. Oh. Latisse has side effects. Do you really need... But who the hell... Like, who looks at themselves and like, you know what? My eyelashes are just really struggling. Oh, every female. What? I've said this. Yes. You're weird. They are. Some people have very thin, non-existent lashes, and you want to thicken them up. For me, I have very long lashes, but they're very straight. Uh-huh. So there's a process. There's a curling. There's a pausing. There's a walking away. There's a second curling, and then there's a multi-layered mascaraing. Sure. No, I understand that. This is why it's very expensive to be a female. You can't just own one mascara. You have to own three to get the effect. And I did have... Um, fake like i had lash extensions once upon a time sure. it's too much to keep up that's why only rich people can really maintain an expensive lash well not everyone needs to look like their betty boop 24 7 well but here's the plus as a female who has issues with her looks it's nice to wake up knowing what? you i know it's a surprise it's gonna come as a shock to you I didn't tell you this. I did a show last week. Great set. Guy comes up to me after the show. He goes, you know what's great about you? And I was like, oh, crap. Here it comes. You don't care what you look like. And I was like, thank you. And then I turned around and I walked into traffic. Of course you did. You don't care what What? you look like. 
look like. And then he told me, which is a sideways compliment, that I reminded him of Andrea Martin. And his wife was standing next to him processing what he was saying. And she's like, you could see that they said the wrong thing. Because, and thank God for the mask, because you couldn't see half of my facial. And I'm very. Did you just rewind? <laughs> I saw the dog move. I'm a very nervous mother. Oh, I need to make sure great. that he is okay stable. We're all very present. And it's good that I'm having a second cup of coffee, because what could possibly go wrong? I don't know. Yeah, you could see that his wife was processing what he said. I think what he probably meant was, because there's a lot of girls that when they're, you can see that they're very aware and they're very on, like their beauty game. Mm-hmm. I forgot, I was watching. You're, you're digging it even deeper right now. No, no, no. Do you like, understand? You no, know, like Whitney Cummings, where she like, she goes so over to like the Jenny McCarthy. Yep. Um, even though she's got new fake teeth and she's got her, like, she's like done. Mm-hmm. Then there's this other one. I just saw her special. I had to turn it off after 20 minutes. Oh, uh, blonde, long, I forgot her long hair. It's everybody. It's almost like you're watching, like you're watching like a beauty queen do like a set. Yeah. We're in the models do comedy phase, which is real fun for right. me. So I'm going to set myself apart just to be, I'm aiming to be the ugliest comic on stage. No, 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 no. And then when we saw you at Caroline's and some of the comics come out and you're like, how was the bus ride? You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think, I think he just didn't know what he was talking about because it's like you're, you're done up and in a very New York way. Do you know what I mean? Like you got your face on, your hair is done, but yet you're not like wearing like a dress and like you're not like no, done. I think because he said here I reminded him of Andrea Martin. So it's more about you're not afraid to make wacky faces on stage. You know, it's not unlike, you know, my my Jules said in his vows to me, you're willing to contort your face to a repulsive state to get the laugh. That was in the wedding vows. Oh. And I agree with him. I, I have that. no shame in in contorting. To I, I'm 100% a mugger. Sure. Well, I'm, but a lot of people are just so like self-aware, like they don't want, like they don't want. No, like they're but also not the, fun. Yeah, exactly. At the at the um, detriment of the funny. Correct. Like if you're laughing, that's all that matters to me. And then sure. I walk off stage, and then I deal with the aftermath. And then I look up do. plastic surgeons. Right. Thank God for these masks because it is hiding half of what I'm saying okay. and feeling. You know, this is a comedy podcast. This isn't a plastic surgeon podcast. Well, I well we, until we interview a plastic surgeon, which could potentially happen. <gasps> That'd be a great interview. <gasps> and what if what if I asked for an interview like oh, I just want to learn some things about you, and then I make it into a consultation. <laughs> And I'm like, when did you get into plastic surgery? And would I look what better would you with do high- to me? <laughs> what would you do to my cheekbones? Wow, that's, that's a really great idea. Ju- this sounds awesome. Where did you go to school? And can you look at my jowls while you're here on this Zoom? Hi. <laughs> Maybe next time you should come to the house and bring a couple things so we can, you know, just experiment, you know, for yeah. free. Gratis. Maybe a mirror. Gratis. Yeah, just gratis. Um, you know, we went to Blaze this past week. Oh, that was this with our friends Chuck and Paul. Kind of figured that I wouldn't be able to make it. That's okay. It went rogue. Oh, but we got it back on track. How'd There's it go something rogue? about we haven't been to Blaze in three years because the last time we went to it. Now Blaze is awesome. It's a it's a big 
great jack-o'-lantern display. And it's the stuff they have is elaborate and it's cool and it's lights and it's pumpkins and it's fall. Sure. So three years ago when we went to this, it was really pimped out. You walk into this area where you can get like apple cider and hot chocolate and you shop in the store and the store is big. And then you go in and you spend like an hour and a half, two hours walking around and looking at these cool jack-o'-lantern displays. Welcome to 2020. <laughs> so, but three years ago, the drama was we were all in the middle of, of chaos. Um, you know, Chuck and Paul were buying their house, so they were really going through it. Like, they were in the thick of it. Such high stress in sure. that time. And my Jules was getting over almost being septic, so he had to give himself intravenous antibiotics because he's a delicate flower. Sure. So that was three years ago. We thought, let's reclaim Blaze. This is the year we reclaim it. We recreated. We went to the same uh, restaurant for dinner. Great, wonderful. Go to check-in. Gave ourselves plenty of time because it was a line last time. As you're driving in, you see Blaze is sold out, sold out. Now, mind you, I know they're selling at like half capacity because 2020. And I go to roll in and I show the gal at the front. Instead of like going in this time and parking and paying for parking, you had to um, show them your ticket before you even drove in. Go to show her my ticket. She goes, oh, you have to pull over to the side and talk to that guy. There was a glitch in our system. And some people accidentally got tickets for the Long Island Blaze. Now, I, there was no Long Island Blaze. There's never been a Long Island Blaze. This is Hudson Valley Blaze. So I guess they added a new location this year. And for some reason, when people went to check out, they accidentally got Long Island tickets. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. So now my tickets say Long Island. And then I pull over to the side and people come out now. I would have an easier time getting into the Pentagon. Mm. People come out with their reflective vests on and walkie-talkies and, oh, yeah, this says Long Island. Yeah, you got to go to Long Island. Well, it's 8.30 at night. I, I can't get, what? <laughs> you have to go to Long Island. It's just that easy. Yeah. You could live on Long Island and you can't get anywhere easily this on Long like Island. This isn't like the easy pass cash-only lane. Exactly. It's like going to JFK or LaGuardia, yeah. you know? So all all told, I've learned something new about my relationship with Charles Ragsdale. Okay. That we are the perfect counterpoint to each other's problem-solving abilities. Go on. So they bring out the big guns at Blaze, and her name is Margaret. Margaret comes out. Tell them lie, Margaret comes out with her very professional vest on and her Laura Ashley floral mask Oh, no. Ready for a fight. <laughs> now, here's the tea. She's also a ginger. And I'm like, come at me, B, because I've had some tequila, and I'm angry that you're pausing our Blaze experience when we're trying to reclaim Blaze and make it a positive thing for us again. And Margaret comes up, and she's like, what seems to be the problem? Fuck you. Already? Thank you. Thank you. I like my hackles start to get up and I'm like, oh, uh, I'll tell you. All right. I'll tell you what the problem is. is. I said, Marge. I said, I went to go check in and that gal said that there, because of a glitch in the system, we have tickets to Long Island. But I didn't buy tickets to Long Island, obviously. I never even knew there was a Long Island place. And she was like, what do you mean glitch? There is no glitch in the system. Okay. Now, 
Charles Ragsdale is on the phone with somebody from Blaze in his car. Windows are rolled down so that he's trying to work the other angle of customer service because they're telling us basically because of a glitch in our system, you got the Long Island tickets. Now you have to fix the problem yourself. Mm-hmm. So he's on with her. I'm with Margaret. Windows are rolled down. And I say, uh, I said, no, no, no. There's, I was like, I never got tickets to Long Island. She goes, well, there's seven prompts in the website that led you to that. So you chose Long Island. And I was like, hmm, that's a problem solver if I've ever heard of one. <laughs> I said, the quote of the night, I angrily say, why would I ever go to Long Island? So angry. Why would I ever, why would anybody go to Long Island? And I'm saying it like this. What the fuck? No. I said, it's 8.30. We drove an hour to be here. We're reclaiming place. You have to let me in to your pumpkin display. Now I'm starting to get my Irish up. My Irish temper goes from zero to 2,000. Like I don't that. know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I become a drunk bare knuckle boxer. No, what, this is brand new information. I know. Act surprised. Okay, hold but on. But the people at wow. home don't know. Well, they sure. don't know. They know. That I'm like, I, I a have. A fucking nut job? Yes. Yes. I will slap you with the ring hand. So, what I like about this is that there's absolutely no way now, no, if you do get in, that you're going to have fun because now it's just going to be like you're chasing the fun. Let's go look at the fucking pumpkins. Exactly Let's get some fucking hot cocoa, dicks. <laughs> exactly. <what laughs> Isn't this a wonderful time with a beautiful display? Let's take another picture. Fuck you, Margaret. Let's form a pyramid. <laughs> That's exactly. But here's the thing. Well, I'm the bare knuckle boxer. Chuck kills him with a southern gentlewoman of kindness. Course. I swear to God, he turned into like Julia Sugarbaker. It was it was like um, Clarice from Clarice, not Clarice. Clarice. Um, hey, from Silence of the Lambs. Depends. Doctor Lecter, I need to get in and see your pumpkins. He he instantly t- diffused the situation said, by saying, "Margaret, darling, here's the thing." We bought these tickets in the beginning of September. Surely there's something you can do. He's I like mean, stirring his lemonade. <laughs> I just made this. This is the kind of bitch that will poison your sweet tea. <laughs> totally. And he's killing it with kindness. Like, you know what? I just happen to have some homemade scones in the back of the car here. And uh, I was going to give them to my grandmother, but. You're here, Margaret, and I just love your Laura Ashley mask so much. Did you knit that yourself? Totally killed her with kindness, saying, Surely there's something you can do. We're only four bodies. Now, I see the sign there says sold out, but I don't know. Maybe there's a little extra room in there for us. I swear to God, after all this... This is incredible. We got into Blaze. I have a feeling. <laughs> so I would either I would either start out as you, or if I was with you, I would turn into a version of Chuck. Clearly, not as nice as that. But to counter, right? Because yeah, you'd push it over the top if right. you were matched. Because if, if it was like you know, you and I'd be like Cagney and Lacey if we were both firing from the hip. Be like, <laughs> like, why the fuck would we go to Long Island? Pew. Yeah. <laughs> Like we'd get out of the car, like Hold ma'am, my earrings. Your- <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, and the coup de grace. Sir, gras. please put your mask back on. I will not put my mask back on, Laura <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> Listen, Chicos. Why do you smell like lavender? What's in the mask? I know that you're working in the shoe department of Nordstrom during the day, <laughs> but you can't be a CIA op at night and not let me into the fucking Pentagon. And of we're being Great generous Lanterns. with Nordstrom because we know that you're Nordstrom rack. Now open the gate and let us in. <laughs> It was so, and it's exactly what you said for the rest of the night. I'm like, it takes a while to come down from that level of like the blood pressure went from 80 over 60 to 90 over 70. We are one and the same. And it had to return to normal. How many times did you revisit that conversation while you were walking through? Oh my God, I hate these. (laughs) (laughs) You can ask my Jules about five And then she had the nerve. Like, you're just like, and Chuck's like, this, this, this tea is really wonderful. And you know, and another thing. (laughs) And that bitch, Margaret. Now here's the thing. She's also a redhead. She should understand. If I said it once, I said it 50 times, and then it became the joke of the night. And then as we left, as we're leaving, Margaret's coming the other way, and I was like, oh, oh, hold me back. Oh. And then the coup de gras also, we we got into the wrong car. (laughs) What? (laughs) When we went to leave the restaurant originally, Chuck and Paul had parked in one spot. And so we're not even thinking, and we're talking to the go to get in the car, close the door, and I step on a water bottle that's empty. And I'm like, I don't remember having a water bottle in here. I go to turn on the light, and I was like, wait a minute. This isn't our car. Oh, shit. We got out of it so fast like somebody lit our asses on fire. (laughs) It smelled like cigarette smoke. Who doesn't lock their car in this day and age? I don't. I don't. I definitely do. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy angry advice podcast. I'm your host, <laughs> Ross Perot. Oh, and I'm Geraldine Ferrara. Oh, and we're coming to you from the Maha Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I please hear it? <coughs> oh, God. Oh. Oh. <coughs> oh. Oh, disgusting. Oh, stop. Um, All right, so we've got some old school advice for new school problems like we do every damn day of the week. Every Thursday, every Thursday. Thursday. So if you haven't already, please follow us on our social medias at DearPodOfficial on your Twitter, your Instagram, your Face Place. On our website. World Wide Web. www.dearpodofficial.com. That's correct. Our email address, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. Correct. And of course, our Patreon page where you can subscribe for extra bits and pieces. Patreon.com slash dearpodofficial. How have you been? Wonderful. Are you okay? There's death behind your eyes. Like it's because the man died in this chair. <laughs> and tis the season. That's why. It's the season of eerie things. Speaking of eerie things, why don't you tell the beautiful people what the theme is for, for this week? Oh, you're which so is, good. Which is, you know, the month of October, which is an amazing month for topics such as Aaron. Psychics. Ooh. Ooh. 
Do you remember the Psychic Friends Network? Oh, my God. Dionne Warwick, yes. And then not to be outdone by Miss Cleo. Call me now. I would give it. I don't, I'm surprised that I didn't call Miss Cleo. Me too. Or I Dion. want advice from like a Jamaican nanny. That's who you need to be taking advice from. But why Dionne Warwick, for, I mean, to go back to the first one, Psychic Friends with Dionne Warwick. Mm-hmm. Like, why? No one's ever said, you know who gave me great advice? Dionne Warwick. Oh, really? <laughs> she told me, she predicted that I would be successful in X, Y, and Z. I got two words for you. Career transition. I mean, Everybody goes through it. Some dancers become lawyers. But I mean, this is a psychic. Like, I'm the face of a psychic network. Well, was she herself a psychic or was she just a fan of them? We never got a I think she was a fan of the paycheck. And they're like, Oh, hell yeah. Look at Lisa Rinna made six figures off selling adult diapers. But how do they get to Dionne Warwick? Like, there must have been like a long list of people. It's a funneling process. Because like, like Sylvester Stallone's mom had a psychic. She was a psychic or she had a psychic line or something. Oh, so that would make like, but you don't want Sly Stallone being the face of your psychic network. But you want his mom who looks just like. This is my shitty Sly Stallone. Do you look into the future? Call my mother. Why is <laughs> You like stars? There it is. There it is. Do you like seeing the future? Have your planets aligned? Uh, See, that doesn't work wanna... as a face of a network. Well, also, they're like, okay, Sly, it's 30 seconds. You got 30 seconds. See, that's too long. Yeah, already. We've wasted 10 seconds on you going. <laughs> Just trying to get a word out. You have 25 words. Time is money, Sly. Time is money. <laughs> I would call just to hear that for five minutes. Like, are you okay? Are you passing a stone or are you choking on like a chicken bone? It's really relaxing to listen to. Yeah. It's... And uh, sometimes I turn on the John Travolta. <laughs> just to... the the <laughs> We do all the voices <laughs> on our sleep channel, our sleep app. Are you asleep yet? I'm with you. If I could turn back to him. We're sitting turn right back. back. No, no. Oh, relax. Put your head in my lap. Sorry, it smells like gin. I haven't washed these pants yet. That's an awesome sleep app. It's really specific, but we're going to develop <laughs> I would it. just like end up laughing myself to sleep. <laughs> so let's go back to why they picked Dionne Warwick for the Psychic, psychic Friends Network. I really don't know. Maybe Whitney Houston was like, listen, I've cut enough checks for all you fuckers. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go do something? I don't know. I'm so, was it, wasn't Latoya Jackson involved at some point? I think she was. Have you ever called a psychic? I have never, like a psychic network pay by the minute thing. No, but I have been to a psychic. How this is times? one of my favorite topics to Me talk about as well, because I've been to two different psychics. But one of them I went to, I went to the one of them twice. Camille. Camille. Um, And some of the things he said were really on, really interesting. Like you don't care about the way you look. (laughs) You know what's great about you? You're ugly. Let's begin. That's $250, please. One of the funniest things he did say to me was, I see sandwiches. (laughs) I see sandwiches in your future. Wow. Genius. (laughs) 
I, he said something about making sandwiches. You're going to create a sandwich line that has something to do with sandwiches. And I was like, boy, you are so... I, I should have just walked out right then. Hi, I'm Aaron McGuire. And are you in a pinch to make <laughs> lunch or dinner? Well, follow me on the Sandwich Network. Do you like sandwiches? Because I don't. Do you have an eating disorder and you like to eat, but you don't like to eat? I've got the perfect imaginary sandwich for you. Are you terrified of bread and don't care what you look like? It's called the Tracy Gold (laughs) Deal-A-Meal. First, you start by cutting a hole in your wall. (laughs) They're all see-through cards, and you put one in your wallet and you throw the other ten away. Do you like water? Because you'll be drinking an awful lot of it. They're all empty cards on the Tracy Gold Deal Meal program. Oh my God, I'm going to. Wow, what am I going to eat today? Air, water, thoughts. One bean. Do you like thoughts and prayers? Because that's what you're going to be eating on the Tracy Gold Deal Meal. You're dining on them for the next 35 days. Tracy Gold Deal. Do you like to be lightheaded? Do you not like to know what you're going to do for the rest of the day? Um, yes. So, so sandwiches, he was very off the game. And then I I went to an aura reader in Sedona, Arizona, which is like the center of all this activity. Sure, It's like mostly, it's like psychics and bail bonds, Sedona, (laughs) Arizona. I see that you're broke. What? (laughs) Please go next door. (laughs) Get me a hundred dollars and come back. That's funny. You look just like Sylvester Stallone. Uh, I'm his mother. Uh, so what, okay, how many psychics have you been to and have they predicted anything? Well, I went to that one psychic that you told me to go to. That was about $9,000. <laughs> Remember? I, that's the sandwich guy. Oh, God. And I was like, okay. <laughs> how yes. did it go? How did you feel about that? Did I he was... say things that were on point for you? Mm, I'm going to say 20% yes, 80% no. Wow. What was the 20% yes? Don't remember because clearly it didn't matter. <laughs> I want to know what psychics saw this pandemic coming. Frankly, I'm disappointed in all the psychics of the world if I they mean, didn't say, you guys, some shit's going to go down in March. That's what we should ask our psychic friend. We today. will. We're going to find out a little later in the program. We will be talking to a real life psychic. Ooh. And not unlike having a plastic surgeon on this panel, I probably will accidentally ask her something about my own future. I'm I'm so curious like how they can turn that off. You know, like that one, the, the Long Island Medium or whatever the fuck her name is? Yes. When she's Teresa. like, whose father likes licorice? Whose father likes licorice? Like, that's just a, it's what a shitty gift to have. That you're just sitting there trying to have dinner and being like, wait, wait, wait. Someone's grandmother wants to know where her Mazda keys are. Where are the, the grandmother with the Mazda? Anybody? She's she's at the subway. Sandwich shop. Who's incontinent? Someone's incontinent. (laughs) Like she just can't turn it off anywhere she is. Waiting in line at the bank. Who slept with their sister? (laughs) Who here? That was me. (laughs) And imagine just like you're just trying to have dinner and about 10 people are standing behind you being like, I really need to get something through to my cousin. I really, really, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Like as a ghost, I'd be the apologizer. Hey, Teresa, oh my God, so sorry. But can you tell my husband that I left the gas on and that's why I'm dead? So uh, let's let's dive in, shall we, and oh. see what the ladies have to say about psychicry. Okay. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, I'll go first. All right. This is from the Austin American Statesman. Wow, that is That is a, a lot. Austin, Texas, big surprise. Mm-hmm. August 24th, 1984. Dear Abby, last week I went to a spiritual reader who is supposed to have the power to tell you your past, your future, and to make your dreams come true. I was told she charged $20, which is fine with me. After the first reading, she asked me for another 20 so she could burn a candle to bring back my first love, which is something I've been praying and praying for. I gave her another 20 and she told me to come back in a week. Well, I went back last night and she said she would have to have another $50 because the evil spirits blew out the first candle and she would have to light another one to bring back my first love. I told her I was not a rich woman and that this was all the cash I had, so she asked me to leave my Visa card with her so she could buy something for the church in my name. She said that that would help bring back my first love. Something told me not to leave it, so I didn't. I feel like I'm being drained for all I have, but it would be worth everything to me if she could bring back my first love. I need to know if this woman has the power she claims to have. Please answer before I go broke. Signed, under her spell. Pen to paper, she had to ask a total stranger for the answer for this question. If she could afford the pen. Right. Dear Under, the only power this woman has is to separate people like you from their money. Don't give another dime. Get in touch with the Bunko Squad of your local police department immediately and report this fraud. (laughs) Bunko. Ooh. I feel like we need to bring that word back. I see Bunko in our future. Mm. Wow. First of all, twenty bucks, inflation. That's that's like in every like eighties movie when someone's when they go to a fortune teller, like, oh, I can see your future. I see that you're in trouble. That'll cost you another twenty bucks. It's literally like a sitcom, right? It's a wacky. That's yeah. the wacky like side. Then eventually they pull off their watch. They pull off their ring, and then they f- to go into a fake trance, right? And there's oh. Oh, I see your husband standing in the corner. He wants to tell you something, but he he wants you to give me $50 first. Sam Wheat. (laughs) Sam Wheat. (laughs) They really hit the WH of all the things in Ghost. I will. (laughs) Did they have to name him Sam Wheat? (laughs) Why, Sam, Orlando, you like? It's Autumn Sunrise. (laughs) I say that all the time. I would 100% be Oda May in life. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, have you ever been to someone where they're like, that'll cost you another 20? Uh, no, I have not. Usually it's, it's, and I'm surprised I didn't encounter that in Sedona because that's the place. It's like, um, do you know about Lilydale? Have we ever talked about this? What? What is it? It is an entire town. Like they have their own zip code. They have their own postal service. They have their own everything. In way upstate New York, like close to the Canadian border. Canadian. It's it's an entire town of psychics and mediums. No. Oh, yes. So I was How doing- How do they get anything done? <laughs> the amount of spirits that must be walking around this one place alone. I, I'm surprised I found parking. I've been into Lilydale because I heard about it and I was fascinated. And I was doing um, shows at the National Comedy Center, which is in Jamestown- this place is like 20 minutes away. I said, I'm up here. I have got to see what this is about. So 
They snow you before you ever get in there. Of course. You have to pay like 10 we knew bucks you were just coming. to go in. <laughs> I saw your CRV and I saw you're paying $10 to me right now to even get into this town. It's a town that you have to, unless you live there, you have to pay to get in. So I drove in. I just wanted to see what this place was all about. And it's it's bizarre. Um, it's bizarre. It almost looks like you got to Google it and look at what these pictures are. It almost the houses look a little bit New Orleansy, but it's all walkable. It's not like you park your car at the front and then you just. Is it like the back lot at MGM? Very yes. It feels like it's the setting for something. It's like it's like Back to the Future where yeah. they have like a little center of town and there's a church, so it's like a meeting place, and you just walk around, and they have like a little cafe there. And it's like a very pretty idyllic spot. But if you go to the cafe, do they just bring you food? They know before you even get there. They meet you at the door with the order in your hands. Because this is the type of shit that I would expect. Yep. It's I want my psychics to know what I want before I know Like if you check into the hotel, they're like, don't worry, we did get you a top floor. It is in the corner and it is a private bath. Thank you. So then I don't have to argue with anybody. Like... Here's your egg white omelet, extra avocado. Here's what we know about you before you've arrived. There's no menu. There's no, like, you get exactly what you. Well, and here's the other thing you can, like, stay in there. You can stay, like, at at little Airbnb type things. But this town sounds like very, like, it's like, uh, like, it sounds intriguing, but if it actually, if everybody is a psychic, then everybody knows there should be harmony because everyone already knows what's happening. Like, there's never like, I'm going to go teach her a lesson. They're like, no. I think that she's coming. I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call her really quickly. <laughs> Just everybody knows everybody's moves before right. they ever happen. Yep. Therefore, it's the most peaceful place on earth. Has but to you be. can walk down and everybody's got their little shingle out in front that says, like, Joe Schmo, psychic to the stars, or like what their specialty is, if they're mediums, if they're psychics. And you just walk around and you walk into their little homes. And then, so I was curious and I went alone. And the first thing I did was I went to like their church because there was a lot of people there. There was like something going on. And it was like a, it was like a service. It turned into a service. So I left because I got creeped out. Sure. But sometimes they'll have meetings where they'll bring in like a specialty psychic or a medium who will read the people in the crowd. So then I decided, you know what, I'm going to walk around and see what's what. And so I'd walk into their little homes and you saw that they had a sign-up sheet out there and some of them were more popular than others. So they were like booked up. For the most part, every place that I walked into just to see what was what, were they were booked. So I couldn't even get into Lilydale. I couldn't even get in to see a psychic. I, but they should have known that and I should have known. Well, you shouldn't have known, but they definitely should have known. They, they should have seen have... me coming. Yeah. Maybe that's why they put their little shingle out that said, busy, full up, can't talk. Ginger's coming. Don't want to talk to her about her future. She's too nervous. Sandwiches. <laughs> Maybe that was the sandwich because I did get a sandwich at the cafe. <laughs> They're like, who wants to deal with, who wants to deal with body dysmorphia? Put the shingle. I'm busy. Uh, can't busy. do it. Busy. Can't deal with it today. Seats taken. Look it up, Lily Dale. You will be riveted by it. Lily Dale. And since I'm moving right along. I see the Belleville Telescope in my future from Belleville, Kansas, January 15th, 1987. Ooh. 87. I predict bad hair and pants tucked into socks. 
Dear Ann Landers, my boyfriend and I split up and I miss him terribly. I've been trying without success for a reconciliation for the past month. I really want him back no matter what. Several days ago, I read an ad in a newspaper by a psychic who claims he can mesmerize former lovers and get them to return to the fold. I contacted the psychic, and he assured me that he can work his magic on my former sweetheart, but he needs photographs, full names, birth dates, and cash in advance. The amount of money he is asking for is huge, considering my financial situation. So I am asking for your, your opinion regarding this matter. I, I can see in the future that I'm going to trip over my words. Yeah. Should I float alone and make the investment in my future? I'm miserable without this guy. Signed, Anonymous in the West. Dear Anon, the word from here is forget it. I've heard of some outrageous scams in my day, but this is one of the most transparent. That bird ought to be investigated. Ian! Prepaying for a psychic? A psychic that will get your man back. I mean, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And you're giving him all the pertinent information. Birth date, social security, bank routing number. Mm-hmm. What could possibly go Where wrong? Where he lives, what his family, like, there's like. His likes, dislikes. Mm-hmm. See, this is where, like, it gets a little, di- that's why it's like, I'd like them to prove it. Like, that's when I, when I go to, some, I need you to prove something to me. But how can they do that? Like. Show me your <clears> special <throat> powers. No, I want them to say something that no one would really know. Yeah. See, I'm into psychics, but I'm also a cynic. A me cynical too. psychical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, me too. They don't know what they're up against with us. No, that's why I'm sitting there. I'm like, uh-huh. They're like, you're into computers. I'm like, aren't we all into computers at this point? <laughs> like, I've been texting through half You're doing of something with session. technology. I'm like, anything else? Anything else? <laughs> See, they're making broad stroke statements. You like Mariah Carey. I'm wearing a concert shirt. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. You're gay. You think? I still have guy attached to my ass right now. I do like when people are like, you're going to get married. You're going to have three kids. I'm like, I want you to say that again. And I want you to look deep in my eyes. <laughs> I want to record it. Yeah. Did you record your session with a psychic? I think I did. Have you played it back? No. I have. Because I don't, like, once I'm, like, I've paid all that money, I'm, like, I le- like so I want to leave and be, like, wow. And I seldom, or, like, leave a psychic and, like. How I'm, many psychics have you been to? I've been a, a bunch. Uh, are we talking <laughs> double digits? No, 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 no. Has, have you ever been to a medium to contact the other side? Or are these psychics that you're like, I don't give a shit about the people who were dead. Tell me what's going to happen to me. No one's going to contact me from beyond the grave. I know. Who? Nobody in my family was. Shelly Winters? They didn't want to talk to me when they were here. Right. Yeah. I mean. Peace. And I feel like their information's dated anyway. I will 100% try to contact people from beyond the grave, but I'm going to give like wise-ass answers when I do. I wonder if people would know, like, when I when I pass and people are trying to contact me, if anybody's trying to, I mean, no one's contacting I'm me now. I'm going so. to do it now. I will do it. I promise you, when you are gone, I am going to try to podcast with you from the other side. Like, he's very nasty. They won't understand. He's very nasty. Are you sure he's not sarcastic? No, I think he's just angry. Well, he was angry on Earth, so I think that... But we put him in the wood chipper as his per per his request. Do you still have parts of him glued to your forehead? I, I do. do. I do. I, I do. do. But that was what he wanted. 
It was a very hot day. <laughs> Give me another one. We're moving along. Oh, we're cooking today because we got 15 minutes before we have to call a real psychic. Okay, this is from the Daily Reporter in Greenfield, Indiana, September 29th, 1986. Twas a Monday. Mm. Dear Abby, I saw an ad in a magazine that said this this man could foretell your future, solve your problems, business problems, and bring you everlasting happiness. Well, I called the number in the magazine and talked to this man personally who said he was a psychic and he could help me. Here's my problem. Some guy stuck me for $3,600. I told the psychic about it, and he said he could get my 3600 back if I sent him $400 immediately. Does this sound like it's an on, on the up and up to you? I don't want to lose $400 on top of the $3,600 I'm already stuck for. But if this psychic can get me $3,600 back, it would be a good deal. Please advise. Signed, Anonymous in Jersey. Oh, my head hurts. Dear Anonymous, if this so-called psychic could foretell the future, he would be making a fortune on the stock market and flying his private jet to Las Vegas on weekends to pick up a little extra cash to bet at the track. Don't throw good money after after bad, my friend. See, this is where he would get me because I don't do math. And even <laughs> simple math equations would bend me in half to the point where, I'll, you know, you know what this is? One for you, one, two for me. Two for you, one, two, three for me. Three for you. One, two, three, four for me. So uh, already I'd be like, oh, oh, okay, that makes total sense. So 3,600 minus 400, carry the one and the five. Here's 20 grand. Mm-hmm. It's like <clears throat> um, you're going to buy a car and it's $10,000. That's wonderful. Right. Um, if you really want it to run, uh, it's an extra $1,000. Okay. Oh, okay, great. Mm-hmm. And if you. Um, one air conditioning is another four. Like it's a constant like add ons. Yep. Yes. This is where my jewels falls flat as well. Because, you know, when he loves an add on. And before you know it, you're walking out thirty grand in the hole because you've put like triple X serious three XM into your car because you think it needs that and then like a tinted window, but just the left one, and then if you want to get the right tinted window, then and then you walk into somebody else's Mazda. If I'm already sunk $3,600 and I'm going to $400 for something that may, for a psychic, mm-hmm. something's wrong with this person. Of course. This I person mean, is me. Right. <laughs> What's wrong with this person is math. And it's not this person's <laughs> fault. It's that if you start throwing numbers at me, and then there's a certain point where you've put in so much already that it's like in for a penny, in for a pound. What's another? F- I mean, it's four grand. Yeah, well, point. that's rounding up. I like a nice even number. Sure, sure, sure. I can't with math, though. And that's, that's I'm a target for this stuff. I'm aware, at least I'm self-aware. Right? But I always feel like, because now I've figured it out, it, it was a, a lot of like trial and error and losing a lot of cash. And then I went to go get a, a gel pedicure, a manicure. Sure. Not a pedicure, manicure the other day. And the girl said, your nails are weak. You should really do a strengthening treatment. Oh, Jesus. That's another $5. And I said, no, thanks. And then suddenly I become the old guy that just won in some sort of like <laughs> battle. Ah, oh, you're not going to get me. Leave them weak. Let them rot. Yeah, sure, you can barely paint actual nail polish on top of it, but you're not going to get me with your upcharges. But then they like they put a hex on you and then you're like, like put your key in the ignition and your nail splits in half. Ah, God damn it. Like mother. It's mother. All right. This comes from the Detroit Free Press, Detroit, Michigan, 
Detroit. That's French for Detroit. Oh. June 5th, 1983. Psychic powers turn out to be sexual and money-making afternoon kicks could be fatal to a marriage. That is just that the title. That is the title. That, that is, is, that's that the, is. It's, she put the entire article in the goddamn title. <laughs> Way to bury the lead, Anne. Dear Ann Landers, you're going to love this one. I heard he do. My wife and I have been married for 15 years and have two teenage children. It's your own problem. Uh-huh. About a year ago, Mary told me she discovered she has ESP, and her psychic powers made it possible for her to locate lost money. She found several $50 and $100 bills on the street. Recently, she found $200 in a bottle in an empty lot near our home. A few days ago, I picked up the telephone and heard her make a date to meet a man at a motel the next day at noon. There was no question about the nature of the meeting. It was a tremendous shock. Mary has been shy about sex, the type of person who wouldn't listen to an off-color joke. That night, she told me she ran across $100 in an old purse and was about to, that she, she was about to give to a rummage sale. I said, I heard you make a date on the phone the other night, and I know where the extra money has been coming from. She admitted it immediately and begged not to throw her out. She claims her girlfriend got her into it for kicks, and it was so easy, she just kept it up. This may sound crazy, but I love her. She is a wonderful wife and mother. I don't want a broken home. Obviously, I can't discuss this with anyone we know. Mary suggested I write to Ann Landers. Please answer at once. Signed, Too Much Money in Binghamton, New York. Dear Bing, if you can forgive your wife for hooking in the afternoon and plead her case on the grounds that she is a wonderful wife and mother, I am not going to advise you to kick her out. Between the two of us, fella, you're a candidate for sainthood. Good luck. My ESP tells me you're going to need it. Ian! Every time she finds money, it's... <laughs> she gave a It's beige. $100. Or $50. <laughs> What'd she get the 50 for? But then she just found 200 J. so... Oh, I just... In an empty bo- in an empty bottle. That's code for anal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was an empty I mean, bottle. It was empty until filled someone it filled it up. With 200 bucks. I mean... What oh, I found $100 in my purse. I would know if I'm missing 100 bucks. If I found 100 bucks in my purse, I'd be bouncing. First of all, if I had a purse. Second, I'd be bouncing off the walls. I love that she's hooking in the afternoon. She's just making a little extra cash on the side. Yeah. She's, the I'm not swallowing. I'm just it. I'm just waiting till it, and then I'm just jerking off until it gets in my hair. And I'm getting an extra 100. What? I mean, But the perfect cover. I just got a pedicure. Do you know how expensive it is with the add-ons? <laughs> I that the cover is that she is psychic. Oh, I just have psychic abilities. I oh, I can find money on the street. Yeah. In my of mouth. Of course you can. If he's parked alongside of the road and says, "Hey baby, how's handy Jay?" <laughs> I keep finding money. Mazda's the theme of the week. <laughs> I keep finding money in this guy's Mazda. Every time he invites me in and I wrap myself around, "Oh, yes." I found it in his front pocket. And then I found it in my mouth cuz he wrapped his dick <laughs> That's where I got the 200. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's awesome. The 80s was such a good time to be alive. All right, because we are in our themes this week is psychics. We are very excited to welcome to the podcast psychic medium extraordinaire. 
Angelina Diana. Yay! Yes! Hello. Welcome. Hello. We are Thank so thrilled to have an actual psychic medium here on our show to talk to us about your gifts, your skills. We have a lot of questions, so we're just going to dive right in. You ready? <laughs> Sounds good. I'm ready. I'm ready. Patty's going to try to be real sneaky and get an accidental reading up. <laughs> we'll see what no. happens. No, no, no. <laughs> You know, it's it, you know, it's interesting. We were, um, you know, obviously we do a lot of Googling and it's so, a lot of the readings that I came across, everyone is just sitting there so still, they don't say a word and you're like, you are just constantly talking to them and you can just see like the excitement build. It's like a, it's like a gentle nod at the beginning, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then it's as if they're like sitting on a winning lottery ticket. They're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cool. it is there. I mean, it is so exciting because it's, you know, I've been to so many that they're like, you know, you just sit there and you're like, oh, okay, that's great. And I just watched one where you, like her dad came through and it was so sweet because she was like trying, it was, she was trying to be so strong and just being like, not let you know, you know, it's almost <laughs> it's like a little doubted, but it She's is so testing amazing. You. Is that like what really, um, motivates you to, to keep doing it like this, this connection, because it seems like a lot of people really need that. Um, I guess like beyond, beyond the grave touch that you seem to be providing. Well, I believe that we all have something in common during that. I mean, even you can relate to when you see a reading is done because we're all spiritual and we all have an invisible ability to love each other. And I think whether it's a psychic reading to help someone feel awesome in their life, or if it's a mediumistic reading where you're taking the love and the connection that's already there and I'm just enhancing it, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm not making someone come through. They're already there. And I Mm -hmm. think that my motivation is to help, but secondarily, I believe everyone can do this. So I believe everyone, if they're missing someone has the ability to bridge that gap And I think when you were describing that reading, you know, I've been blessed to do this since 2001 and and I've seen amazing things happen, not because of me, but because of the love. And I think that when we recognize that it's an invisible connection that already existed before that person passed, but a medium is just enhancing it and making them aware of what's already there. I often say people bring their loved ones to a reading and they go home with them. Otherwise my reading room would be full of spirits. I don't know. And the truth is, the truth is that's the power of love. It sounds sappy, but it's true. So the reason why at least with maybe the folks you see me read stand so still and don't say anything is because I need to be evidential. They can't give me any information because I would be taking away that wonderment of, oh my gosh, she didn't even know who I wanted to hear from or she didn't even know that person and I can sense them. And that's the thing. I want the folks that I'm reading to to sense their loved ones. It's not about the medium, it's about their loved ones. So I do it for that reason. But again, my biggest wish is I want folks to know whether it's your future life and you want to enhance it or you want to reach someone that you're missing, you can do it on your own. That's what I believe. And do you feel, how do you feel um, 
because you have such you have such a wonderful approach, and there's so many, um, you know, we we're, we're making you know like a joke of like the um, the Miss Cleos and the Dion Warwick's you know psychic <laughs> friends. Yeah. But yeah. you know, it's you know there there are so many people that are willing to like just shell out like their life savings just to hear yeah. from somebody. I mean, mm-hmm. how does that make you feel for someone who clearly has this wonderful gift that you know this seems to kind of dampen what you are able to provide? How do you feel like what like what's your take on that? Well, first, I believe it's an ability, not a gift, because if it was a gift, I'd be able to do it. Like when you get a scarf and you unwrap it, it stays a scarf. You know, it's not like I woke up one day and said, I'm going to talk to dead people. (laughs) So the truth is, I believe it's an ability. And if I say that it's an ability, that means you can learn it. But secondarily, to to answer your question, um, I think in every field, unfortunately, there's the shysters and the people that want to take advantage. Unfortunately, in my field, um, there are shysters out there. Um, I say people in it to steal versus heal. Um, they, they truly take advantage of people's emotions. And that's why ethics and being evidential is very important in my field. I have to stick to that and hope that whether it's myself or other mediums that I'm honored to work with that are ethical and evidential, hopefully we could stand strong and tall and allow the difference to speak for itself. Um, Mm -hmm. I've had to um, call out other shysters out there or even deal unfortunately with the aftermath of somebody saying, I just gave $5,000 for somebody to remove a curse. And I'm like, there's no such things as curses. Let me let me work with you to set you at least on the right path. So it's unfortunate. It, I think every field has to deal with it on some level, unfortunately. Can we go back to the scarf thing for a minute? Because this yeah, is, yeah. Well, I, first of all, I would much rather have a dead body than a scarf. I just, no more scarves. Uh, this is, I'm talking right to my mother-in-law right now. She gives me too many scarves. But when you said that it's not a gift, it's an ability, and you sort of developed right. it, when did you first discover that you had this skill? Well, I think it wasn't until the late 90s. I was um, a newscaster on radio. I wanted to be the next Barbara Walters. And for you young kids, that was a <laughs> journalist. And watch that the was view, damn it. For a long time when I was a young girl, she was like the first woman journalist to really make it. And I really wanted to go on that path, but I was working with a morning guy and he said, get some psychics and mediums on the show. And I was in newscasting when, in radio, when Basically, it was an all-male cast. I was the only woman, and it was so credible that I couldn't even show up to work in a low-cut shirt, and nobody could see me in radio, <laughs> but it's like you couldn't, like you had to be that credible. Uh, you know, today in news, you see it all the time, you know, yeah. but, but back in the day, um, having those psychics and mediums and being able to remember my grandmother and how evidential, she could predict when I was going to have a math test and what answers I would get wrong. I mean, she was eerily accurate and <laughs> I wasn't afraid of it, but the morning guy said, you can't talk about this. You're the news girl, the news girl. Um, and then basically from 1998, I studied it for myself because I wanted, I was just curious and I would um, interview different psychics and I could tell the difference between those that were credible and ethical and those that were just in it with their 800 number to say, give me money. 
you know? Mm -hmm. And then I started to develop it on my own. And uh, I was so curious. I started to read other folks, friends with a regular deck of playing cards. And then I started to get calls. People were saying, can you read me again? You helped me. And I went, I what? I want to, I just want to be the next Barbara Walters. I want to read anybody. But Barbara then I can't do this. Yeah. Well, I decided, you know, I'd learned so much, not only spiritually from my life, but from studying spiritualism. And I said, you know, my gut really wants more. So I, I would wake up at four o'clock in the morning, get to the radio station, do the news, leave by nine o'clock, drive three hours to Long Island, do a psychic fair and drive home. I did that twice a week. Wow. And when driving to Long Island felt more at home, that's when I knew. And that was in 2001. And I haven't stopped since. I, I made a decision to say, if it continues to help people, I'll stay in it. But I can tell you that when I speak to my clients, it's, you know, I may feel your loved one a certain way, or I might see them a certain way or hear them a certain way, but that doesn't mean that's the way they're always going to communicate with you. It's just how they're getting through to me. Like I always feel judged by spirit, you know, like I once had this, I do. I once had this, this one, this one woman come through and she says, you aren't dressed properly for my daughter. Was that my grandmother? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> and, and, and I said, I said to the, the woman I was reading, I have this mother figure coming through and she's judging how I'm dressed. She says I'm not dressed properly. And she goes, that's my mom. She <laughs> would do that to me all the time. You know, so, and, and so I didn't want this. So for, to use that as an example, you know, clients shouldn't feel every time she wants to speak to her mom, she's going to be judged. Um, she was just using that to say this, this particular medium doesn't know me. How can I let my daughter know it's me? You know, so mm -hmm. they, they find a certain way to get through to me. If I've helped them validate them and give evidence of who they are without them saying a word, I feel like I've done my job and hopefully help them live a better life. That's my hope. So evidence is paramount. So if anybody's listening to this and you go to a psychic that's asking you a lot of questions, walk the other way. Yeah. So you're like an intuitive counselor in a lot of ways. I would, I, that's a very, a spiritual intuitive counselor. That's how I would look at it. Um, I also feel like different kinds of folks come to me too. I've had skeptics come to me. I've had cynical folks come to me, people that are curious, people that need help. I don't mind dealing with skeptics. Cynics are kind of tough because they're just there to really beat you down. Um, I, in my 19 years, I just had to ask, I think only one person to leave the session because they were just being downright nasty. Um, but that's, that's a good track record. I think. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually oh, wow. going to be my question. My next question is like Rose and Thorn. Have you had a best or have you had a, a worst experience? Reading. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I think the, the best experiences are vast. I'm very fortunate to have had amazing people come to me and, and to work with wonderful people. Um, uh, I'll start with the worst first. Um, yeah. I once had this gentleman who came to me who was actually a friend of another psychic in town. 
Um, and they were purposefully coming to me, unfortunately, to try to write a bad review. Mm. And the interesting thing about it is halfway through, um, they, I, I say to my clients, if within the first three to four minutes, if you don't feel like we're connecting, we'll stop and you move on, you know? And the first three or four minutes of this reading was no. No, I don't understand that. No, no. What are you kidding me right now, lady? Oh my God, you're just completely striking out with me. Oh my God. I'm like, okay, I, I suggest <laughs> that here's your money back. If we're not jiving, I will recommend another psychic to you. Why don't you go to so-and-so down the street? And his jaw fell. That was the woman who sent him. Wow. And, and he's like, how did you know? I'm going, what are you talking about? He's going, uh, that's who sent me. I go, who sent you? You know, so, so something, you know, something intuitively made me feel like he was a similar energy to this unfortunate psychic who attacks me all the time, which that's, that's her path. I stay in my own lane. Yeah. I put blessings around her. I wish her all the best. You know, and that's a good, good advice too. If you have enemies in your life, don't drink that poison. Send them prayer and blessings that hurting people do hurting things. Send them blessings that good things come their way. But if you follow that mode, I was being protected at that moment. And uh, he apologized and sat down for the next 45 minutes. And I did a, a wonderful reading on him. Now, is this something that you can, like, if you're just out and about, having a normal day, can mm -hmm. it be an invasive skill sometimes? Or can you, do you have the ability to sort of turn it off or at any given point, if you're just out shopping, going to dinner, mm -hmm. whatever, can people come through for you or have, do you have, do you have to physically tune them out for yourself? Well, a lot of, a lot of people ask me, like, do I sense the store clerk's dead grandmother in the frozen food fact? section of the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they'll ask me that stuff and I'll say no, um, unless, you know, I want to be a vehicle of spirit. I want to help, but I do have to live my life. You know, I have to right. pay my bills and go grocery store. You know, I have colleagues who are always seeing angels and colors around me and I'm like, have you paid a bill lately? Like live your life. <laughs> you know, it doesn't always have to be about, you know, about spirit and stuff. Um, so I, there are techniques, just like I want to teach folks to open up to, to energy and spirit. There are techniques to teach even people who are over emotional or very empathic to shut down a little bit. So you do have to shut down. Um, there maybe only been a half a dozen times in the 19 years I've been doing this since 2001 that I've been shut down and someone has come my way one such experience was I was I was taking a bath and I can say spirit doesn't care you're you know showering you're hungry you're having sex like they don't care about that stuff but in this oh, case God. they really don't but in this case I was bathing and uh, I hear this man say hey it's Ernie. <laughs> oh my God. Ernie, shut 
showed up in your bathtub. And I'm like, Ernie? I don't know an Ernie. And if this is like a spirit that I'm supposed to be connecting someone with, you know the rules. You're not even supposed to be watching me, babe. Like, go away. Like, I'll, t- I'll deal with you. He goes, no, you'll be dealing with me soon. And I oh. said, no. He goes, just tell my son, just tell my son that it's okay. He gave away my fishing equipment. And I went, is that it? He goes, that's it. I said, okay, thank you, Ernie. And he was gone. And I went, this is like, that never happens, right? (laughs) So later on in the day, later on in the day, I get a call from my sister. She's like, Ange, I... I need your help. And I go, what's going on? I goes, well, I just started dating this guy. I go, okay. And his dad just died. I said, okay. And I'm not putting two and two together. And, and he goes, and I got to go to the wake and I, I don't know anybody. Can you come? I go, yeah. When is it? He goes, tomorrow. Okay. So I show up and you know how like when you walk in and there's a book you have to sign? Mm-hmm. It says, please send your sympathetic messages to Ernest's family. Oh. Oh, and I'm like, Ernest. <laughs> and I'm like, Ernest. I'm standing there with the pen going, oh, God, I can't believe this. Okay, calm down. Maybe it's just a coincidence, but I remember the message. So I'm 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 walking through, don't know anyone. I see my sister. We have this sister connection, like, thank God you're here. And I'm like going, Oh, you don't know the half of it. It's like <laughs> So we're looking at each other and she introduces me to this boyfriend I've never met and he's upset. And I, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry if you're lost. And my sister goes, my sister's a medium. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> like, you just said that. And he's going, you are? He's going, yeah. He goes, do you have a message for me? Yeah, your dad is okay <laughs> that you gave away the fishing equipment. And his jaw dropped. And he goes, Charlie, come here. What did I give you this morning? He goes, your dad's fishing equipment. He oh. called over with somebody. Wow. And I'm like, and I was like stunned. And my sister's looking at me like I'm an alien. Like, <laughs> <laughs> where did that come from? I go, I was taking a bath. Uh, yeah, that would have been my second thing. He says he does. He's not doesn't. Don't feel bad about the fishing equipment. And can you please tell him not to drop in on me when I'm taking a bath? Yeah. A yeah. little class. So I can't imagine like having this, you know, around like all the time. It's like you're all. It's it's like you're like Seven Eleven. You know, yeah. the, you know, you're open four hours a day, seven days right. a week. Slurpees you know, available. Slurpees. Yeah. Exactly. Slurpees yeah. in the back. That's I mean, that true. would. I would be. I, I mean. How would you be able to function? I mean, how would you be able to drive a car if you're always yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's, it's like true. it's like a like a, a rom com where you're just driving and then all of a sudden spirit comes to you and you're like, holy shit! Do you yeah, mind? It's my turn. Damn it, Ernie! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing too. I think to also understand that situation, it, it's almost like the majority of folks spend. of their lives in their heads, worrying about the physical world. What's the next thing they have to worry about two weeks from now? What's that person gonna think of me? Oh, I need to do this, I need to do that. And that's who they become. I often say, you are not your feelings. Your feelings are just a reaction to the physical world. So to get grounded in the physical world as a medium, I need to get involved in that thinking. 
But when I want to communicate with spirit, look into my own loved ones in spirit or help someone psychically, you have to turn all that stuff off, knowing full well it's going to be waiting for you on the other end. So practice, I even say this to folks who aren't professional mediums or psychics, practice that disconnect sometimes from the physical world. You'd be surprised how wise you become all of a sudden on the inside. You know, you kind of look at it as a third party going, and I'm, I'm still arguing, you're not forgiving that person. <laughs> and I took up all my day yesterday. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Time to let that go, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, that's, yeah, that's so actually a great piece of advice. And, and it's interesting because we are a comedy advice podcast is, <laughs> is trying to get quiet and listen to what your gut is telling you because right. I, I have a very keen intuition and I am so good at ignoring it. I have it down to a science. I, I said, if I had my own TV show, it would, I, it would just be called, I'm Erin McGuire and this is a terrible idea. Like the answer is always there and I've turned it down. I, I've, I've done that for a good chunk of my life. And I get that. I understand, especially when you're younger, I do feel like we all have this skill to certain yeah, de degrees. Yeah, well, we're not indoctrinated into the physical world mess that we are as an adult. And I often say it's a choice, isn't it? It doesn't have to be either or. Like a lot of folks will say to me, oh, I have this feeling that X is going to happen. What should I do? I'm going, consider it. It doesn't have to be an either or. Keep it in, the, in your heart. Keep it in your head. And then, and then follow what feels good to the uniqueness of who you are. I mean, obviously, if you hear in your head, I've got to go rob a bank, that's the wrong answer. Oh, damn. But, you know, but- but write that if, down. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're coming from a loving place and your intention is good, the physical world might say, well, you can't do that. But how many stories have we heard of folks who that, that human spirit says, but I believe I can. And they honor that and they do it, right? So instead of saying, my mind says this, but my gut tells me that, which one is right? Infuse it, consider it, see it as a possibility. That's fantastic. I mean, it's such like a great, I mean, it's, I think it's like what a lot of people say to Aaron and I all the time, because sometimes we are cut from the same cloth. Um, that we, you know, that we, that we do need to like pull that positive sign. I mean, and I think Aaron and I do that anyway, <laughs> but we do that anyway, but I mean, you know, because we're like, we're so quick and we're like, you know, we're sometimes our observations are a little dark. I mean, I'm probably really dark, okay. but, um, to I'm right behind the, you, right behind you. We're in this thing together, kid. Right. And then pulling like all like the, the, the lesson out of like, the, you know, like the crap sandwich that someone fed us and like the positive yeah. lesson. I mean, sometimes it takes, you know, I'm 44, it takes us a long time to like learn these things and to really kind of like hammer them into us. Yeah, well, we're always gonna have our feelings. We can't yeah. stop feeling because we're still a physiological being, but we can also add or make the choice to incorporate our intuitive loving self into it, mm -hmm. you know? Um, it, it's, it is a choice and, and how we view the world. I mean, this crazy world that we're in, but how we decide to create our, I call them pockets of peace, 
with the people that we love or the things that we enjoy or living life, just waking up and, and having another day to breathe. You know, if we can say, you know what, <sighs> yesterday was really oh, not in the record book of the best day of my <laughs> life, but you know what? Today's got to be a little bit brighter compared to yesterday and I'm still yeah. breathing and I could put my two feet on the ground. Let's try to find one or two things I'm grateful for. And you'd be surprised when somebody passes into spirit, how they talk about the difference of now I feel this, but when I was in the physical world, I experienced that, mm. you know, and to give evidence of that shows us that I often say when someone passes, the brain gets weaker, the spirit gets grander, you know, somebody is dying. Uh, we live conversely here. Our brain is very strong and we rarely have a psychic moment. So as a, as a medium, it's an honor for me to be able to share the stories of other lives that they're talking about because it is a handbook of really how to live here. This has been so cool, so informative. I uh, hope so. I know, I know. Love, so now me and Patty, first in line, first in line to <laughs> sign up for you. Um, tell everybody who's listening out there, all 35 of our fans, where they can find you online, website, all of your social sure. media. Well, sure. Well, thank you so much. Um, well, I do have a Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Angelina Diana. I'm also on Instagram, um, which is Instagram.com slash Psychic Medium Angelina Diana. I also have a website, AngelinaDiana.com. And all my information is there on how to book a reading or um, how I can be of help to you. And um, it's just been a complete joy and an honor to, to share this time with you. It's, really it's been awesome. so great to meet you. Thank Patty, you. do you have anything Absolutely. to say? It's just absolutely wonderful the one thing that when you were talking about you know um you know trying to learn the lessons i um there's a dolly parton quote where she said if you know if you want a rainbow you got to put up with the rain and that's which is exactly what you were talking about so just i don't know why it's stuck it that's must beautiful. be the gay in me that's <laughs> you brought dolly but. parton into this reading <laughs> love it i love it oh, thank you so much this was so Wonderful. It's such a pleasure to chat with you tonight. This was just wonderful. Thank well, you. Well, thank you for the opportunity and continued success on your show. You're, the energy of the two of you, absolutely astounding. I love it. Oh, very yay. talented, very funny. It's really great. We oh, got a thumbs you. up from you. Appreciate I feel that. like that's an endorsement <laughs> from not only you, but from the other side. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. You're so great. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you. Have a great night. Great Thanks, day. Thanks, you too. Take Thank care. You. you know what? I can see in your future. What's that, Aaron? Aside from a velament that's coconut lime flavored, which I enjoy <laughs> thoroughly, I see a buzz in your future. Go on. Which means it's time, time for... A specialty cocktail, specialty drink. I didn't see that coming because I'm not a psychic. I want to look into a glass But I can predict that I'm going to get drunk and have sex with your mom in the back of a trunk. I don't know what I'm talking about. So this week's specialty psychic cocktail is the Bloody Bourbon Squeeze. Sounds delicious and full of iron. 
This is from James Jules. Ferris Psychic predicted that he would make this drink for this episode. Now, how weird is that? You will need two ounces of bourbon and three ounces of blood orange juice. Simple. Two ingredients. All right, pour bourbon and juice in a cocktail shaker. Add ice, shake. Pour in a coupe glass and garnish with a blood orange wheel. And here are some psychic tasting notes. They say you can't get blood from a stone. However, since we're in the middle of our haunted holiday season, we are going to squeeze as much blood as we can out of some bourbon. What is that? Psycho theme song. Oh, good, good. Psychico theme song. I love the idea of incorporating a fruit that sounds scary into this week's drink. Also, a blood orange's description is so creepy. They are a natural mutation of the sweet orange with crimson and almost blood-colored flesh. Ooh, ooh. Oh, I think I passed a stone. All right, this is an easy two-ingredient. Yes, could you? Uh, a swipe? Uh, this is an easy two-ingredient cocktail, perfect for those nights when you are binge-watching horror movies on Netflix and don't want to interrupt the screaming and the crapping of the pants to take a huge time out to mix yourself another one. Now, hurry, Steven! Put the key in the door and let's get our drink on! Hurry! Steven! <laughs> Jesus! I need a drink! Steven! <laughs> that went so well with that. Um... Speaking of horror movies, because this yes. is my time yes. of the year, yes. and every day, every year, I promise myself that every day in October I'll watch something horrifying. Haven't watched one. Yet. Leading up to, oh, you need to watch Ooh. the Haunting of Bly Manor. Did you watch the Haunting of Hill House? I don't know. It's a series on Netflix. No, it's so good. It's a series. It was yes, it's a haunted series, and now and now season two, it's it's almost like. They're doing American Horror Stories thing where they have a repertory of oh, actors no. that they put in different scenarios, except sure. they're doing it better and not campy, mm. like Ryan Murphy, which started off so promising and it went yeah. so wrong. Because then at a certain point, he's like, oh, American Horror Story, Toyota Corolla. He's yeah. just putting them in different places, but he's he's camping it way up. And then I didn't like any of the other ones aside from season one. With um, Dylan McDermott? Was he in the first and Connie one? Britton? Yes, Connie Britton. Oh, I love felt like Connie that, that first season was completely different from the rest. Exactly. Something went rogue. Oh, God. Jim, fill me rogue. up. Oh, Connie Britton oh, would love Oh, God. This. Look at that blood clot. Ew. It's chunky beverage. Looks oh. so good. Look at that blood orange. is like black. Chunky beverage. Uh, ooh, it's it's like, like your wedding night. Blood pudding orange. Ooh, All right. It's like ooh. the inside of my heart oh, right there. Black and petrified. Cheers, Chris. Blood pudding. The bourbon surprises you. Oh, it sounds like a helicopter. Tonight I will be Miss Psycho. <laughs> How did tasty. they get that on the stage? <laughs> helicopter parents. Well, this is lovely. That is very The bourbon tasty. is a real smack in the face. Oh, I can smack you in the face. Could you please? You're real close to me right now. You might as well. Mm. I predict mm. that you're going to enjoy this cocktail. Oh, that is really, 
That could very be brunchy. You know, it's like oh, very much. If you're so. sick of a cocktail that's brunchy, that's champagne based or like a wine based thing, this is a nice alternative. Because I'm not a Bloody Mary gal. I used to be in into it, and then oh, could never. I, the acid reflux from a Bloody Mary. Oh, Ooh. do you feel like you have permanent acid reflux I at do this now, age? Yes. Okay, so this is normal. You know what's good about you? You're hideous, and you don't seem to mind. <laughs> You know what's awesome about you? You leave the house without a bag on your head.